Welcome to Trash Podcast, where you make garbage, but hey, it's got cute cats. This is season one, episode one. All right, I am. Um, I am. You know what is my name? I, oh, right, Papyrus. Papyrus. Now that is a pretty cool name. What's your name? My name is Smidgy. Smidgy. Smidgy and Papyrus are here and there, right? All right. So in this episode, we're gonna have some fun things happen. We're gonna have some cats. We're gonna have intrigue. And we're going to be setting up character conflicts. That sounds like fun. Then sit back, relax, and you're ready to listen to a pretty awesome story, if I do say so myself. All right, well, see you later. Bye. Our story starts in land far away, far away from ours. Not just across the globe, no. It takes place on a whole other planet, and who knows when. There lies a small brook trickling towards the ocean on its never-ending journey. The earth around it is filled with many small creatures doing what little critters do, and a surprising amount of flowers. When I say surprising, I mean imagine if all grass had been replaced by flowers and you'll have a rough idea of what it looks like. It's a sea of color and a cornucopia of smells, and wading through it are two cats. Leading the way is one lithe, timid she-cat with a near-black pelt, only small hints of a lighter shade shyly peeking through. She pushes through the flowers and sniffs around, smelling the fresh morning air, before turning back to her master, a large feline with a yellow-orange coat. The she-cat gazes around dully, tired after having to get up so early. Her apprentice's nose twitches as she glances black. Hey, Lily Pansy. Are we going to go to the mushrooms or flowers? Hmm? Lily Pansy heads forward, gazing out listlessly at the fields of flowers and pondering for a short moment, before deciding that there is no use over complicating things. The shrooms are too close to the zealous border, so like usual, let's just take it easy today and go to the flowers. But we never... <sighs> Will Polk glances at Lily Pansy, who is seemingly always exhausted, and turns away slowly. Never mind, it's... it's fine. As Will Polk forces an unconvincing smile and starts to pad towards the right, Lily Pansy closes her eyes, gathering herself before... Wait, if you really want to, we can head to the mushrooms, but... Try not to get yourself killed or worse, noticed by any of them. Will Poe lights up, smiling softly, and quickly turns and starts off in the opposite direction, before halting, realizing she's forgotten something. Thanks, Lily Pansy. As she speaks, Will Poe watches Lily Pansy's mouth start to curl into a smile, and she pauses, anxiously debating herself for a moment before quietly adding, Thanks for making me wait ten arbitrary moons before every trip. Lily Pansy pauses, taken aback and surprised. I finally let you go, and this is how you thank me? Say goodbye to- you know what? No. If you want to march into dangerous territory so bad, I won't stop you. Will Paul deflates and gloomily pats forward. The two of them set off, wading again through the rhapsody of color and smell, watching as the flowers disperse and make force for the more caligonous mushrooms that gradually replace them, their darker and cooler shades making the world seem dim. But as the shrooms grow larger and begin to swallow the sky with their bulbous heads, the missing light is replaced with a more subtle glow. Small, luminous mice, much smaller than the ones we know, are hanging to the bottoms of the mushroom heads. They only give off a small glow, but as the moon comes up, a glittering world of floating mice appears. Will Paul believes a sigh of amazement. Wow, it never ceases to amaze me. Will it better cease soon? Because if you don't stop staring slack-shot at the ceiling, you'll run not first into cultists. Will Paul pauses and frowns? and looks at the ground, hurt by Lily Pansy's words, but making no attempt to stop him. Look, just keep following me, and on the off chance we come across anything, 
Try not to cause any incidents. I trust you know what I mean. Wilcolf grimaces, glancing away, and slowly stumbles after Lily Pansy. She blankly glances around, no longer finding the mushrooms all too interesting. Her thoughts keep drifting back to that dark place she always tries to cover up, but keeps constantly getting cut right back open. Slowly sinking down into her self-created darkness, she almost bumps her snout right into Lily Pansy, who abruptly stops. Wilcolf blinks and softly asks, what is it? Wilpaul turns her gaze forward, scanning the forest of mushrooms, until she sees it. A lone white squirrel, curiously sniffing some small mushrooms. Strangely, the squirrel is not an albino squirrel, but instead is much more similar to a tree frog, if a tree frog was covered in a healthy coat of mushrooms. Its face and body are very froggy, but they are soft, egg-white shade, with thoughts of mushrooms growing up. It is its only squirrel-like feature is the mushroom-esque tail sprouting from the animal's body. Frankly, Wilpaul thinks whoever named the creature was a misleading fool. Squirrel-like or not, she hopes to catch it, and she crouches down into Hunter's pose, noting that they are downwind. Good. Even you shouldn't be able to mess this up. I'll watch from back here. Understood. I won't fail. Quiet. Right. Wilpaul slowly creeps forward, eyes focused on the petite, gleaming white squirrel. Out of the corner of her eye, she spots a moon, making a faint appearance in the midday sky, peeking through the mushroom canopy. Turning back her attention to the squirrel, she moves forward, carefully stepping over a rogue twig and walking as lightly as possible. To her relief, she is able to stay quiet. The small squirrel lazily munches on a shroom, savoring its great taste. Moving just behind the colossal mushroom planted by the squirrel, she notes that she has only four tail links away from the soon-to-be meal and tenses up, ready to pounce. Whereas she jumps, the squirrel perks up, sniffing the air. What? How did it know? She pauses, intently watching to see if it will sprint away. But no, the squirrel turns around to eye the surrounding mushrooms. She realizes that it wasn't her it noticed. Something, or someone, else had taken its attention. While the squirrel recoils, she gulps and pounces forward, knowing that she will either have to catch it or let it go. Flying through the air, Woodpole has almost snagged the terrifying squirrel when a large white mass crashes into her. She is shoved back. <laughs> She tumbles to a sock and looks up, blinking, to stare at the massive creature that just stole her would-be fresh meal. It grunts and kills the squirrel before looking up to shoot daggers. She realizes that the hulking beast was no monster. Worse, it was a massive tomcat with a gleaming white coat, peppered with angry red symbols carved deep into his skin and glowing faintly. Hey, you stole my catch and, and you, you can't be... you can't be here. The strange cat looks at her for a few moments as if she was something and very interesting, and shakes his head, meowing. I won't honor you with any speech, but go ahead and have my name, so you can tell everyone who gashed your sight. What gash? She glances backwards, her terrified eyes desperately looking for her mentor to back her up, but are shocked by the sight of nothing. The mushrooms are now much more sinister looking, and the only thing that can keep her from being alone with this mammoth of a cat. She shrinks her back several ways step, shaking, prepared to bolt. This one. The strange cat lunges forward, quickly swiping his large paw at her chest, claws outstretched. Wilpa closes her eyes and flinches back, bracing for the impact. Moments before, this claws gash into her chest, cutting <coughs> a chunk of fur and skin about the size of her paw. The name's Bug Paul, by the way. As he trudges off slowly, holding Wilpa Paul's would-be meal, she knows she can't let him get away with these absurd actions, but she also can't bring herself to try and stop him. 
She sighs as she's about to turn around and head back to try to find her master when Lily Ponzi returns. Wilpa, how did you manage to screw up catching prey again? Lily Ponzi stops noticing her wound and opens her eyes in surprise as Wilpa wobbles and collapses in front of her. Wilpa! And that's a wrap to the first episode. Thank you for making it to the end. I mean, really, listen all the way. Congrats to you. You deserve a gold star. Three gold stars. Actually. What'd you think of the first episode, Sarah? Uh, I think it was pretty good. It went pretty well. It, went, it did go pretty well. I think it's even better in episode two. So you yep. go watch that now. Stick around for that. And yeah, give, yeah. give it a listen. Go give it a listen now. Because like, I'll fetch it soon. Why, why even wait? Why even wait? Go I'll now. I'll fetch it. Episode two is going to be better. It probably is better. But the only way to know that is to watch it. So go watch it now. See you later. Bye. Bye. Signing out.